We're ready to go. Is this thing on? <laughs> Pilot episode. Let's get cancelled. Two friends with an unpretentious approach to building stuff in Web3. Yeah, so like we, we, we're honest guys, right? So we've been preparing, of course. Like we have this big list of topics we're thinking we should somehow touch upon. We're in our lane, moisturized, flourishing. Flourishing, yeah. But <laughs> we, need, we need to understand which topic we should start with because I think otherwise it's going to be a long ass episode that nobody wants to listen to and uh, it's probably... Because <laughs> we want to have it structured, fun, casual, a space where we can decompress, yeah. compile the stuff that we are learning and also get an opportunity to talk with a bunch of cool people that are out there in the space. Yeah, basically like a hot tub but in sound form, you know. The next wave of builders. Yeah. Okay, but so looking at this list, uh, if you have to go with your gut, gut radio, <laughs> gut radio, gut feeling radio, yeah. Which topic would you like to like? Uh, would your gut like to dig in first? Because that's uh, I've been thinking a lot, and I can't really. I think the the gut tells me the thing that we have been discussing most within our builders community and and in Discord has been the airdrop farming. Yeah, I it's think everywhere this... is it too much. <clears throat> well, I mean, we, if, when looking back at we, where a bunch of people went to East Denver to compete in the hackathon, and meanwhile, you could see how many of the people also got a huge portion of the Arbitrum airdrop. Yeah. And you can and basically like weigh those together, putting nine days into building a product, or just sit and <clears throat> play around with different protocols. I don't know. Yeah, and then, then we don't even consider the big institutions, what they're getting, because that's like a big chunk of it, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's a great marketing technique to gain users, but feels like a lot of products are... Yeah, I kind of feel I kind of feel the discussion would be better if one of us took an opposing uh, direction on it, because I think we kind of agree on this topic. But I'm, I'm farming more than you are. Yeah, I'm not farming anything. Like, I, uh, I'm so fried on it. Like, I, I, I don't see the point anymore. But it's also because you, you, you get out It's a good there, way to learn. Yeah, you get it's out a good there, way to learn. You're actually trying protocols. Yeah. But I think for me, the most annoying thing is that when you're trying to, you know, beat out the civil resistance stuff and you try to go with three undoxed or 100 undoxed wallets. Yeah, X amount of undoxed wallets. Because yeah. it, then it doesn't really get about trying out products and like supporting builders it's just like it defeats the purpose right but i don't think anyone is seeing it as an ethical way of making money it's, it's not honest work is no. it but the question is like for how long will we see this trend go on right like we will, will this continue forever with the airdrops being the go-to way to launch a product or like will there come new ways to launch a product or market a product on chain yeah i mean what if we see for example base that doesn't have the possibility to have a native token that's right. like the token is out of the question yeah what's up with that like i haven't looked too much into base but they're built on top of the op stack right yeah and the op uh, like optimism the layer 2 optimism they have a token built mm. on the same stack why can't base do the same thing what what part of the op stack did they decide to uh, you know take out of the equation this would be the perfect to call in Jesse Pollack. Yeah. And to actually get him to answer. 
Hey, what's up, Jesse? Hey, everyone. I'm Jesse, core contributor number one at Base. Building on the OP stack, and so we're obviously going to share a lot of the core technology with other um, L2s building on the OP stack, like Optimism Mainnet. Um, and we're joining as a core core developer of the OP stack, uh, which means that we're going to be kind of dedicating our resources to making that as scalable as possible, as secure, as decentralized, um, which I think is going to pull up timelines on a bunch of things we really care about. I think in terms of the, the place where we think we can we can really differentiate, it's about kind of bringing together the kind of holistic uh, group of Coinbase products to make it easier for developers to build and then make it easier for users to use applications. All right, maybe we didn't call him, but yeah, we found a couple of YouTube clips. <laughs> and hopefully if we play our cards right, we can get Jesse Pollock to join us in the upcoming episodes. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, let's talk NFT marketplaces. Uh, what do you think about the current state of things? Um, so I mean, what... from, from like a user perspective, I'm yeah. using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm when I go and trade. I mean, it's still like OpenSea has been part of my life for a long time. Right, it's uh, the it's the OG of marketplaces. Yeah, yeah. So like, now uh, we have we have a, a couple of new kids on the block, right? We have uh, Blur coming up. Yeah, this, this year they launched big. Oh yeah, I actually go to when I can go to Blur, I go to Blur. Yeah, they have they've been capturing a big chunk of the market. Yeah, like, uh, but aside of Blur, we also have OpenSea Pro. Yeah. Doing the repackaging of GAM. Yeah. We have LuxRare coming from last year. I, I, I'm not sure how they're doing today, but they, they've been a big player as well. They, they were supposed to be our savior. Right. Of decentralized governance. The savior of what, though? Well, centralization. Ah, uh, yeah, like yeah. For NFT projects to like, yeah. Yeah, that's a funny thing. Like, we, we're in the middle of... Uh, Web3 and like blockchains which is supposed to be like a decentralized sort of ecosystem right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then we have these huge marketplaces playing a sort of monopoly game yeah in a sense yeah where LuxRare's thesis was to go in and be this uh, like unopinionated player I don't know but I mean maybe we should just look at the data yeah let me let me actually try to fire up some Dune dashboard that uh, you know covers these kind of things. Shout out Felix Holga. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, you know how much he took in for his first round? Sixty nine point four twenty. Yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves it. He's he's built a hell of a tool, I must say. Uh, all right, so here we have Sea Launch NFT Marketplaces Overview. Uh, they're basically tracking like the volume distribution and the user distribution of the major marketplaces. Mm. So uh, to break it down, it looks like when it comes to volume, Blur is like by far the biggest player. They have 64% of the market in terms of volume. I mean that that must be. I mean, as, as you're reading on Twitter, like on all the the soup. Well, what do you call the the, the the two whales that are like competing about like who's bidding out the most and getting the points? I mean, it's, it's that uh, must be like yeah, yeah. So there's a lot them. of. Can, is it fair to assume there's a lot of wash trading in here? Yeah, I mean, like yeah, airdrop farming at least. Yeah. 
And then we have like the other interesting metric to me is like the user distribution uh, during the same time frame. The time frame we're looking at is like this year from January. Uh, 2023. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to user distribution, it looks like OpenSea still has like a pretty big chunk at like six. Of like unique wallets. Yeah. But it's it's still like it's still a sign that we're pretty early that a new player can come in and claim like 25% of the market in just a couple of months, yeah. which is blur. Like that's that's pretty impressive to me. And 65% of the total uh, volume distribution, like that's sick. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, do you remember what started off the marketplace were? That was like the creator fees, and you know, like players and pseudo swap, and those who was just like. We're gonna be a platform where you don't have to play, pay creator fees. Yeah, you know way more about this than I do. I think. Yeah, like, because another another block. What do we have on creator fees? So basically, from my point of view, like I've talked with a guy. I remember him very fondly, who made like the the standard for an NFT ERC seven twenty one contract with embedded, like within the contract, you have the creator fees there. Yeah, but OpenSea chose to like no, no. Let's just put it on the front end. Mm. So yeah, and they even banned it from the contract, right? Yeah, you can't upload those. Like, they wouldn't the, allow it. The NFT standard, which contains the the, the creator earnings. So so from from my point of view, I thought it was because like OpenSea was trying to like capture market size, right? By being able to control that. <clears throat> and does that like give them more revenue in some way? Because they're capturing a bigger market and they still have their own fee, but they're giving less to the creators. I don't know, but I, I just know that this became like one of the one of the main things that people were fighting for in trying to acquire users. But like, if you come here and buy NFTs here, you don't have to pay creator fees and you mm. get it cheaper. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, the losers of all this are the creators. Yeah. Which, is, I, which I, is a bad thing because they are the ones actually supplying the content to these things. So. But, but it also, like, I mean, US, when you trade NFTs, I mean, some projects you feel that like you want to pay, to pay creator fees yeah. and some others you feel like, oh, wow. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and this, these two, like, segments of NFTs has to be allowed to live side by side, I think, no? Yeah, like some yeah. some projects it makes sense to have a creator fee. Some projects it doesn't. Yeah, I mean when we went to to Denver here, we talked with the guys from from Reservoir. Yeah, and they were basically. Have I already said this? <laughs> I don't think. No, ago. I don't think you have. We should we should touch upon Reservoir because they are doing some pretty cool stuff, right? Like they they are aggregating all the marketplaces into one API. Yeah. So um, you can ba- you can basically create your own marketplace for NFT project. Yeah. Now it sounds like we're sponsored by Reservoir, but <laughs> we're just big fans. We're just big fans. No monetary transactions here. And I mean, the people there was being pretty like, yeah, we want to like be in the shadows of a marketplace where I mean, we they still depend on all the marketplaces, but they said pretty clearly that like you shouldn't rely, but projects shouldn't rely on the creator fees because it's a shaky market and yeah. like. If you're looking at the traders, they're going to look for the cheapest price. Right. But most important, we are straight back from ETH Lisbon. Yeah. 
What a week. And what a fantastic city. Oh, it's so good. It's too good, probably, right? And it's just nice coming together with your old conference buddies, seeing what people are building, still in the bear market, and the projects are still there. Yeah. The competition was higher than ever, I think. Like, it's just to give some context, this was the first ETH Global Hackathon in Lisbon. And uh, damn, they went in with a boom, right? Yeah, the venue was cool. They had some uh, the ordinary Wi-Fi issues, but they actually had a dedicated team yeah. running around trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. figure it out. But yeah, I think the, the projects that delivered was the best ones we've seen so far. Yeah, so if you if you guys have a minute or two, check out the ETH Global Showcase, right? Yeah, you, you can, can see all the winners. All the yeah, probably will give you some inspiration. But why don't you give us a brief overview of what you built? Yeah, so uh, we, we've been in the trenches all weekend trying to figure out user profiles, basically. Mm. Because we think right now the space of user profiles, they are all pretty much the same and they are all very asset-focused. Mm. So if you go on any user profile website like Zapper or Ethereum or even OpenSea, like all you can see on the profile for a user is basically all they own or all the activity there's there's like no curated or aggregated insights anywhere uh, so we we basically built like a github but for your on-chain interactions yeah so, so you could see like your your interactions throughout your, yeah. your blockchain history yeah, yeah yeah you could go back in time and see the significant moments of your on-chain career basically and, and we also you know uh, aggregate some of those activity points and uh, create insights like this was your most rare POAP or your first interaction on Optimism was this was uh, 11 months ago or uh, your uh, you seem to enjoy music and um, I don't know DeFi according to your lens activity. No. So basically like a one-stop shop for understanding a user in 15 seconds. Yeah, because I mean my, like my day-to-day life is from a profile point of view, I use Zapper. I go for going through my assets. I mean, like it's MetaMask portfolio does the same thing. Yep. <clears throat> you can follow people on Zapper. I know I have a <laughs> I have a shout out to Eric.eth who has a follow on Zerion on me, so he always pings me whenever I do something on chain. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> but like it's not very at least we have had the issue of the thing I do to check on people and my friends, what they're doing is like going through the activity on OpenSea. Yeah. And that's not, that's not smooth. I just no. want to get like a good overview. And this is like a fun thing. Just go in, check your ETH or your ENS handle. Yeah. And you can see like, okay, this is the stuff I've been up to. Yeah. But it was a, it was a tough hackathon. Like we, we always end up building this front end heavy kind of tools, yeah. which they, they take a lot of more time. Uh, than if we would have something like more a narrow scope and do something on chain, like something groundbreaking. But hey, that's uh, that's our niche. Like we 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 enjoy building nice UIs. Yeah, but it feels also like during a little. How how can we're all tired of saying bear market? But like in this type, it feels like we're getting more protocol heavy, like players as a scroll. Like doing CK stuff, that's yeah. like the hottest thing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we promised ourselves for the next hackathon, we're going to build something super on-chain, super scoped. Native. Not so much UI. Yeah. But I did my first solo hack. And damn, that was a challenge. Uh, yeah. I, I run... You killed it though. <laughs> I run product as another block. I'm like, I usually say like, I'm an, I'm an average designer and I'm a, <laughs> ah. I'm a soft dev. You're also a humble guy. I'm also a humble guy. That's why we, you know, we're Swedish. 
Yeah. It's not an American podcast. It's part of our culture, yeah. Like, <clears throat> for good and for bad. Let's just say that it was kind of hard to code the kind of concept I came up with. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to dwell into the, the AI-generated music. So I got access to Music LM, which is Google's new, and you can just prompt bass and create tracks. And I just like I wanted to like okay, let's deep dive into this concept. Yeah, so and that's wanted... that's a super nice trend as well. Like coupling Web three with the AI tools available now. I mean, I think yeah. you're doing you're on a good path here. Yeah, and I and I thought like okay, what what could be the potential like problems or stuff like this? And we already have like a curation problem. And like imagine if you flood the whole ecosystem with like millions of AI generated tracks. Yeah. So I was thinking that okay, like, wait, what if we use lens collects as kind of a like okay, this is good, this is bad, yep. and then I wanted to kind of like okay, how, but how do we put a value on the AI generated music? So we did <clears throat> kind of a nounish auction, mm. but it was fun. But yeah, nouns are always fun. It, nouns nouns are, are always fun, <laughs> but it was hard to code out. And next time, I think the next big thing is going to be oh we got ETH Waterloo but also then ETH uh, Paris and ETH CC yeah that's going to be cool and then I think uh, I'm going to go with the team right <laughs> it's yeah, more yeah, fun yeah. you live and you learn right yeah yeah and we haven't even talked about the partners ETH Global managed to line up for, for this hackathon I mean Uniswap Airstack Lens, as usual, are always killing it. Yeah, and it was fun. They had like their, what's it, their second conference, ETH Pragma. Yeah. And I was just sitting there and I was like, oh, you know, talks are always talks. And sometimes it feels like information from the talks could also be much easily accessible through like a docs. Right. You can read through 10 minutes, like 10 seconds. But the, the Airstack product demo, really like, mm, nice. Yeah. Those guys were killing it. I think they even uh, they closed their round like one day after ETH Global. Eight million dollars. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like they they're onto something. I think Web three and AI. Yeah, they have like a natural language queryable uh, GraphQL yeah sort of thing. It's really smooth to use. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they're building. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was excited to see that Kelvin from Optimism had his hair grow back since he had to shave it off after failing his 30-minute challenge of deploying a player <laughs> trivia bedrock. Damn, I missed that. What was that about? Well, then basically he did like a YouTube video. So he, he challenged himself to deploy their new uh, the bedrock. Uh, so he's like, if I can't deploy it on 30 minutes, I'll shave my hair off. <laughs> <laughs> it's legendary. Did he manage? No, he didn't manage. He didn't manage. Oh, damn. But he managed this time, right? Yeah, I think he was, it was like one line of code that was wrong or something. Oh, yeah, that's not difficult. I can relate to that. <laughs> but the partner was great. And I know, like, the, the merch game of, of Lens and Ava, they're always killing it. Yeah. A bunch of, uh, like, C-Key Layer 2 chains launching as well, right? I, I know uh, Linea launched, I think, a bunch of projects built on that. Scroll. Scroll. Like I, I think we're we're seeing a cool trend there because there's so much cool stuff you can build on top of those things. A bunch, I would say, like if we were to sum up uh, the finalist projects, a lot of them were building uh, CK sort of things. Yeah, I, I feel like that's gonna be CK and like privacy and and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was also like, you know, kind of the targeting the offline people or, you know, onboarding new users or like in even like in a, in a corporate 
yeah. context on how we can get people or like more adoption. Yeah, we're starting to see some really cool use cases for that stuff that like doesn't even tie into the normal Web3 use cases, but actually like normal companies, they can utilize this stuff mm. and, and uh, you know, automate a lot of their cumbersome processes they have right now. So yeah. that's super fun to see. Yeah, at last, I mean, chat GPT, comparing yeah. it, like as we said with Airstack, like it's, it's really like they go hand in hand mr mark that we met yeah he built like a smart contract sort of builder tool where you can just plug in for chat gpt where you could deploy a contract just straight by oh yeah 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 yeah. that was sick sick demo it's just like scratching the surface of what could be possible but maybe then i can hack alone (laughs) yeah (laughs) just fill the four other team members with chatbots basically yeah and nader dabit a beast of a devrel yeah he's killing it like i don't know where that guy gets his energy from but he's he's doing a hell of a job over there doing a hell of a job and he always has time to to uh, onboard and, and you know answer questions. Yeah. However, time. how busy he seems like, he always has time to sit down with you and debug your project. Yeah. Like that's insane. And we haven't even talked about it. The, the best talk I've ever been to at the block, the the guys, the future primitive, the mm. ERC six five five one guys. Oh yeah. That talk was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so they started like was it like yeah the crypto kids guys. They built an ETH uh, Waterloo a couple of years ago. They were part of Dapper Labs, <clears throat> building a bunch of cool stuff. TLDR, your NFT now has a wallet, and your NFT can basically own other NFTs. Yeah. It's kind of confusing in the beginning, but I think as we flesh those out, it's going to be a lot of interesting use cases on top of that. Yeah, but you remember like getting into the space. Like yeah. You were shocked every week of like, oh my God, this amazing tech. Right now, for the last months, it's been a bit slower. Right. But this was the first time in, in, in a couple of months where I felt like, chew, yeah, this is something new. We're starting to see the fruits of uh, all this work during the bear market, I think. Yeah. This has been episode one of Wave Radio, the genesis of up and running catching waves. Rolandis, shout out Christina Beltramina for getting us up to speed. Tune in on SpinUp or Lala Land. Lens at us. Feel free to collect. And if you have a topic for us to cover, give us a DM. And scout through wave.town. That's it. Bye. Mention NFTs one more time. And it's guaranteed we're not fucking tonight. You got open sea on your mind. When it should be me that you prioritize. Trying to get through. But if don't compute. Cause you're busy aiming for the moon. You think I'm enthused. But I got some news for you I don't care about your crypto, boy Not at all, not even one Bitcoin CEO being unemployed I got nothing left to give all to another crypto, boy So unaware, I'm even there I tried to care about you
trying to get through But it don't compute Cause you're busy aiming for the moon Think I'm enthused But I got some news for you I don't care about your crypto 